This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back. Laurie and Julia show. I talk about our 701 Everything Entertainment. Doing our best to entertain you on your drive home. Please be careful out there as the saying goes. Got a good vintage scandal coming up for you at the bottom of the hour, but... A lot to discuss before we do that. Well, we never got around to discussing, because we hadn't read it, the fact that Vanity Fair have Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez billed as J-Rod as the December cover, cover. of Vanity Fair. And um, so we, Julie and I have uh, read we have. what's available online. And one of the things we... Uh, you know, truly love about Jennifer Lopez is that she is one of the most dumb in love women in the world. Well, she always loves has been. There's a shamelessness to her being dumb in love, even though you know the relationship is going to implode and it's not going to end well. Um, and many people would be embarrassed about how love drunk they are, but she is not, and that's how she gets away with it and why she makes some of the same mistakes over and over, and all of which is to say that uh, J-Lo and her boyfriend of eight whole months mm-hmm. are on the cover of Vanity Fair proclaiming their love yes. and talking endlessly about their first date together. Yes, they are. Which they both admit was awkward. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, they're, they're love drunk. You can see there's a little video, but there's some joy to be found in this uh interview and one of the things is that she does talk about um Ben Affleck mm-hmm. and making the movie Geely in 2003. Mm-hmm. Any of us see that? I did. You really? did. I saw it cuz it was on home, you know, for free on HBO or something. And I bought the fake pink and ga- yeah, engagement you did. I ring. I remember that. I still have it. I know, I it was kind that. of fun to I wear remember. in 2003. Anyway, she did tell Vanity Fair that she Thought maybe she sucked as an actress. She lost her sense of self. And then she said, I was eviscerated for the movie Geely. And she said, and then breaking up or Ben dumping her, basically not too many days before the Mm -hmm. wedding, she said it self-destructed in front of the entire world. It was on the cover of tabloids. She said it was a two-year thing for me until I picked myself up again. Mm Mm-mm. Because they broke up um, of... I'm I, just, believe, I believe she got married to Mark Anthony five months I'm after reading. their breakup. That's very quick. It is, because <laughs> she broke up... Um, because they had... Let's see. He was in between. He found himself... Or he got a divorce. Right. Very quickly from Miss Universe, Day and Hour, or whatever. And maybe that they had a thing on and off, but... We really have seen her punch love. She was with him in 1998 the first time with Mark Anthony. Yeah. Um, And then, Then let's see here. And then with Ben, they broke up early 2004. They were 2003 to 2004. And J-Lo married in 2004 Mark Anthony. Five months after she and Ben. 
Yep. So when she's reflecting that it took her two years till she picked it, that was like a total rebound marriage brain, to Mark Anthony. It was a brain fart. Yeah. Well, it was a rebound thing. She went right, right back into the arms of a, a love that she had before. And we see her, we saw her get back together and back together on and off with that. Casper. Casper, yeah. who was so wrong for her. We could all see this backup dancer. But she... She, he was good for her kids with Emmy and whatever the other one's name. I mean, he was always playing with those kids. We always saw them at the beach together with the kids. He was a glorified baby sl- oh, sitter that yeah. slept with yeah. her. Yeah, all right. I mean, what's there's nothing wrong with having that boy toy. All right. He's um, a toy for your kids, like you said yesterday. Yeah, he but was. But her timeline is way off because yes. she was married twice already before she married Mark Anthony. Yeah, she had the restaurant guy, the backup dancer, dancer Chris guy, Judd. Yep, and then she married Mark Anthony. But Ben Affleck, their divorce or their engagement was called off like early 2004. But four or five days before the wedding. Yeah, I know. And he called it off. He got cold feet. And then she talks about American Idol because in the interview, she really, she and J-Rod, they're crazy about each other. Mm -hmm. J-Rod, they're crazy about each other. Um, But when American Idol called, she said no one, the only person who wanted her to do Idol was her longtime manager, Benny Medina. Right. Everyone else on her team, whoever that might be that she takes advice from, maybe her mom, maybe, you know, she's got another agent. She sure. said, everyone said, don't do it. Did they say why? Yeah. She said, well, you can't hide who you are in reality TV. And I thought, well, that's okay. It's going to come through. I trust who I am. And so Benny and she were the two who wanted to do it, but mm. nobody else thought they thought it was beneath her or. Well, she had a ton, Lori, backing up a little bit after mm-hmm. Geely, which came out um, in Jersey Girl in 2004, she had a series of flops yeah. for five years. Yeah, she and did. And so the reason when American Idol called in 2010... Was good because she did all the movie flops. Right. She's had so many flops and she didn't trust herself and she thought, I don't even know who I am and this will be re- real because you have to be real. I didn't mind Monster-in-Law with Jane Fonda. Neither did I. I but the backup plan stunk. Border yeah. Town, The Unfinished Life, El mm-hmm. Cantini. You know, the best one was their first movie with Made Manhattan. Um, no, that was good. That was all right. Oh, Out of Sight was Out good. Of Sight Out of Sight with George oh. Clooney. That's yeah. such a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's going to hold. And our Matthew McConaughey one, The Wedding Planner. Yes. That was cute, too. Well, she's going back to the big screen. Leah Remini's going to be in it and some other people. Vila, Vilo Ventinelli. Milo. Milo? Yeah. Milo Ventinelli. Vilo, Milo Ventimiglia. <laughs> He's now in this <laughs> sec- romance movie right. she's doing. So anyway, but I do think that she and A-Rod, they work together. But here's what I think. Oh, gosh. I think he is a strong contender for ex-husband number four. Ooh. Give they us your have, reasoning. They could have wonderful, you know, like 10 years together Why? or whatever. I don't know. There's mm. something about him, more him. Well, I've always thought. Something mm-hmm. about him. I don't feel like he has any depth, but he's got deep pockets. Well, she does too. She's got yeah. her own deep well, pockets. Well, I know she does. I feel like he doesn't have. Yeah, well, I'm he worried. Is, it's it's his morals, his character, because he cheated and lied for so many years about his drugging. Exactly. For so many years, but she knows that. I, I know that, but at the same time, it's a it's, question of character. It's a and character. Is he good? Does, is his character? I believe in redemption, but that was a long period of time he lied. Yes. So I'm just saying he could be a strong contender for exception number four, but they could have ten good Lovely years, years together. together. You know, mm-hmm. but they're going public fast. 
Yeah, well, they were public right away fast. Yeah, they were. You're okay, right. so here's something that I think you're going to like. Mm-hmm. Breaking news. Sharon Stone leaves her manager of 30 years. What? She is leaving him. She says, I'm not at in the same mindset. I was with him for 30 years. It was time for me to leave. I'm not the sa- on the same shore anymore. I'm on a new shore. No, let me Hollywood speak all of this. He has done a lousy job of getting her parts. Well, here she her says Her peers it. are going on and doing all kinds of things. Here she is, Sharon Stone, and she has stayed with him out of loyalty because right. he was with her in the beginning. Right. And she, she didn't want to let him go. She said, I'm quite different as a result of the swim through the shark-infested waters. I need people who are going to see me differently with fresh eyes and understand that this is a very different person now. Yeah. Given all the things I've been through, she had a stroke, remember? Oh, yeah. She had um, her child I'm taken away. I'm glad she's finally getting rid of her manager. That's what you got to do sometimes. These, She said it's time. Yeah. So we'll she, see. What, she stayed with him for a long time because he was with her at the beginning. And a lot of people do that. It's hard when you're when you have loyalty yeah. to someone, but yet at the same time, freshening things up is always good. Yeah, it is. Okay, so um, Crazy Rich Asians. If you read <gasps> the first book in the Kevin Kwan series, it. it's uh, a story about these obscenely wealthy Asians and their amazing family dramas. It's just a great book. There's been three total, and Crazy Rich Asians is about Asian identity, and also it gives how varied Asian identity can be, not just from, you know, Korean, Chinese, Filipino, Thai, you know, the different, you know. There's American Asian, too. Yeah, but also. I mean, American. Yeah, uh, yeah, there is. You know, there can be the person born in America to the all-access socialite living in London who's heir to a huge family for you. Anyway, but that was one of the themes in this whole book, uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Um, and just about the old ways of money, the new ways of money and all this. It was just so dishy. It was like so so much fun to read. So here's what's exciting about this movie. I feel like they consulted a feng shui master because when is the movie coming out, Julia? Christmas, I hope. No. August 8th. (laughs) August is the eighth month of the year. Eight is the luckiest number in Chinese culture. Phonetically, the word eight sounds like the word for rich. Break it down even further. The movie will be released in the eighth month on the 17th day. One plus seven equal eight. And then the year 2018. And phonetically, the word for 18 sounds like the expression will be rich. This date has rich eights all over it. And if you know from reading Crazy Rich Asians, they are very serious about their numbers. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. So it's coming out 8-8-2018. That's right. And guess what movie came out 30 years ago on 8-17? 30 years ago? Mm-hmm. On August 17th. What year? 30 years ago. 30 years 1987. ago. 1987. Thank you, Donnie. So 8-17-87. Okay. Dirty Dancing. Oh. Dead. <laughs> Dirty Dancing. Oh. Okay, well, the lady who's going to play Rachel. Oh, Constance. Is it Constance Wu? She's on Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah. It's yeah. already in post-production, but... Yeah. 8888 was the day that I started my very first like real job. Yeah. I always remember that anyway. date, 8888. Well, that's, that's this is such a good book if you haven't read it. Oh, it's oh. it's it's so 
delicious. Good. It's so good. It's so so the story the book is there's rich there's an American boyfriend. Yeah, but mm-hmm. there's rich, there's, there's crazy rich and then there's crazy, crazy rich, rich Asians. Asians. That's oh, where the title. Oh, it introduced us to a whole new world. Yeah. Yeah, really really good. So anyway, that's next that's gonna next be summer fun. and that went very quickly from book to movie. Yes, it did. All right, listen, we come back. We got Elizabeth Reese in the Dirt Alert. My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Elizabeth. Well, hello, girls. How you doing? Hello. How are you? Boy, I got a lot of news to get to. And uh, another day, another sexual harassment accusation. It is. They're coming fast and furious, you guys. I know. I mean, it's becoming the point where it's going to be people are in the minority if they haven't been either victimized or accused of sexual harassment in Hollywood. Don't you think? Well, Well, in any business, in any industry. It's been going on for a long time. No, it really has. And the, the lid is being blown off. So let me give you the latest. Dustin Hoffman apologizing to a woman who accused him of sexual harassment when she was 17 on the set of Death of a Salesman back in 1985. And here's what she had to say. He was a predator and I was a child. Uh, Her name is Anna Graham Hunter. She says she was 17 years old when Dustin Hoffman made inappropriate comments to her and says that he was making similar comments to others. Uh, she claims not only would he make inappropriate comments, but he also, uh, put his hand in a, on her bottom four times as she escorted Mm -hmm. him to his limo. He was married, uh, to his current wife, Lisa Hoffman at the time. And, uh, he apologized today saying, I feel terrible that anything I might have done could have put her in an uncomfortable situation. I am sorry. Well, he's well, 80 now and yeah. he's got daughters and he's like, oh, gee, I forgot. I forgot what a dirty per- rascal I was. What a pervert I yeah. was. Yeah. And- he went on and said, I have the utmost respect for women. Mm-hmm. Uh, he now. said now. And he went on and said, it is not reflective of who I am. Mm. I don't know. It's kind of interesting when people s- apologize for things with anything that I might have done. Yeah. No, I mean, I that's know. a real like he scoot around the responsibility. It. No, that he doesn't even remember right. it. He it was just that was the way he talked. She said that this stuff happened in front of other people, and the PA right. said, "You are you're a pig." But it still didn't stop him from right. saying these lewd and crude things to her. Yeah, over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, okay, now another one. Brett Ratner, uh, Playboy, has put his uh, Hugh Hefner biopic on hold following multiple accusations of sexual misconduct. These came out today. This was six women talking to the Los Angeles Times, including Olivia Munn and Natasha Henstridge, all detailing sexual misconduct allegations against Ratner. Now, for his part, Marty Singer, Ratner's. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
Trump's attorney says that he denies these allegations. Of uh, course, that's what they right. always say. That's what they always say. Uh, but a Playboy Enterprises spokesperson told Page Six, we are deeply troubled to learn about the accusations against Brett Ratner. We find this kind of behavior completely unacceptable. We are putting all further development of our projects with uh, Ratner's entertainment company on hold until we are able to review the situation further. It is kind of interesting that this is like Playboy. And then remember, I mean, some of the Bill Cosby accusations happened at the Playboy Mansion, right? Yeah. I mean... And Ratner is like, he's long talked up what a bad boy in Hollywood is and that he was good buddies with Roman Polanski and James Toback and Marty Singer saying, furthermore, that no one has ever made a claim against him. That doesn't mean anything. I know. Yeah. Because most people don't don't make make a claim. Right. Right. He went on and said, nobody, he's never paid off. He'd never paid out a settlement. He's never had any claims against him. Because no one had the guts to do it before. Yeah. Or the strength or like, I guess Olivia Munn told people no in her book that she came out in In 2010 2010, she told the story about when she was an inspiring actress and this director producer um jerked off in front of her when she went to deliver him a meal Meal. in his trailer and Ah. she didn't name him and then he went on a talk show uh, like a year later and said oh yeah that was me Bragging. And I then I had, you know, then I ended up having a thing with her. And that's when she was just like, someday I'm going to get back at you. She mm-hmm. never had a thing. She, they never had any kind right. of relationship, but he right. loved to tell people they did. She said uh, she was angered by persistent yeah. false rumors that they had been intimate. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then when she ran into him the same year her book was published, he was boasting about uh doing things to his her magazine covers. That's so gross. Image. I'm so grossed out by this. And yeah. she went on and said, I've made specific conscientious choices not to work with Brett Ratner. It feels as if I keep going up against the same bully at school who just won't quit. You just hope that enough people believe the truth and for enough time to pass so that you can't be connected to him anymore. Yeah. Six women. Mm-hmm. I mean, buddy. Jeez. Yeah, if there's six, there's probably 60. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, totally. It's like Kevin Spacey. How many more people have come out? How many more guys have come out about him? Yeah, that's what happens. I mean, there's a pattern here. It's a a predatory pattern of behavior is what it is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, this is interesting. This one comes from the Daily Mail today. And this is uh, also from the LA Times. And everyone's kind of picking this up. And there are details emerging about some of the confidentiality agreements that employees working for some of Hollywood's biggest names have to sign. So we've been talking about a a lot about non-disclosure agreements when it comes to sexual harassment settlements. These are some of the confidentiality agreements that people have to sign if they're working with, for example, Leonardo DiCaprio. Like being his assistant or a chef. Whatever you are. And and so here, I mean, obviously the the star and the people who represent the star are gonna say these rules are set as a way to protect the actor's personal safety, well being, and business. Okay, lay it on us. Uh, but they have to sign up on off on the agreement that says that they may acquire information or material of an explicit graphic offensive sexual and or inappropriate nature. Also, as part of the creative process, conversations, jokes, banter, and behavior may contain explicit references to sex, gender, race, sexual orientation, violence, and other protected categories. So it's essentially whatever inappropriate or offensive thing that this huge star says or does, you can't say anything about it. Because that's part of the creative process 
and you're working for them and they're saying it's meant to discourage potential lawsuits. Mm -hmm. Other lawyers are saying this is totally overreaching and that these are wildly overboard and that they don't even believe that this would be able to be enforceable because there are workplace rules. Right. Um, United Talent Agency in Beverly Hills has a non-disclosure agreement, which states that employees may be exposed to conduct and speech that openly explicitly relates to sex. Well, okay, but I mean, if you're an assistant and you're I mean, think of how people talk. I mean, that would be something, Laura, you and I openly talk about sex. Yeah. I once watched, I have watched sex tapes on work computers. (laughs) Well, right. So I'm just thinking, I can understand, you know, that, you know. Well, they must sign them because we sure don't get a lot of books from assistants or nannies or makeup people or anything. And they're they're buttoned down. I don't know. I mean, they're not allowed to talk about their personal relationship with the star. They're not allowed to talk about the um, type of business that they do for the star. Well, I think that's that's normal. It's fair. But what it is, is it's a slippery slope. Right. I I mean, it's a really tricky thing because it's it seems fair, but it's also a slippery slope that then. Can that person do anything? And you have signed away your life that you have no rights yeah, in the workplace. Lawyer, lawyers are going to be busy. Oh, yeah, really busy. Uh, a couple of other little notes. Eddie Redmayne and his wife are expecting their second child. Congratulations to them. And then this is a fun little post-Halloween note. If you want to trick or treat in the neighborhood that the Kardashians, Katie Holmes and yeah. Tamar Braxton have homes, you have to be on a list to get into the gated community. They have 20 or so security guards, but apparently it's like the place to be. It's the most over the top decorations anywhere. Oh, but I think imagine? that's okay having yeah. a less sophisticated community. Well, yeah, yeah, they yeah. totally can. But if you want to go, that's what you got to do. <laughs> You're getting two life size candy wow. bars there. Hello, house. I, I like it. it. Thanks, Elizabeth, Thank Thank so much. We got Kenny with the traffic. Traffic, and we come back. We have vintage scandal. And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. I am shocked at your behavior. Ooh. Well, one of the things that just comes up that's scandalous is that last week, because the 50 years or whatever had passed since um, John F. Kennedy had been assassinated and President Trump released the rest of the files that had been the papers that had been not available to the public. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I thought, okay, I wonder what are going to be some of the delicious little nuggets, the little scandals that that we're going to hear that we're going to hear about. So the JFK files reveal that the FBI warned Robert F. Kennedy about a book that was coming out claiming he had an affair with Marilyn Monroe and has long, we've known, has been rumored that he was at her house the night she died. Robert, his brother. Robert, okay. Yes, yes, yes the brother. House, yes. And the FBI file contained multiple memos about a 1964 book titled the Strange Death of Marilyn Monroe by Frank A. Kappel. Hmm. J. Edgar Hoover mm-hmm. wrote RFK a memo telling him that this book claimed that he, Robert F. Kennedy's alleged affair with Monroe was a well-known secret in Hollywood. That mm-hmm. That's what Frank wrote. And FBI report agents reported that Frank Capel claimed that RFK had used the communist conspiracy to make her death appear to be a suicide. And what happened is they tapped, Robert F. Kennedy tapped 
this author's phone. Okay, this Frank Capel. This Frank Capel's phone. What year did what year did Marilyn Monroe die? Sixty two. Sixty two. So this, this book is, came out in sixty four. This is in the RFK files that just got, got released. I get it. I get it. Okay. I get it. I'm just following the timeline. But was there? This is all. This we didn't know about this. I, know. I mean, we knew about this book, and it was an 11-page FBI document categorized under miscellaneous records of the Church Committee. And J. Edgar, the fact that he wrote to Robert F. Kennedy himself uh, during this two-week period, and this Frank Capel lived on Staten Island, and he'd gone to the FBI office on July 2nd, 1964. To alert them that he was writing the 70-page book, which would be published on July 10th and sold for $2 a copy. <laughs> Weird. Okay. Uh, um, continue. Hoover wrote that Capel had said he would make reference to RFK's alleged friendship with the late Marilyn Monroe and that he intended to indicate in his book that you, that he... And Miss Monroe were intimate and that you were in Miss Monroe's apartment at the time of her death. And however, as one of the FBI uh, memos indicated, the claim that Kennedy was with her was proven false as Kennedy was in San Francisco with his wife at the time of her death. But other people have said, well, Ethel could have said that to cover for he could have yep. flown in there that evening. He could have had a tryst with Marilyn that afternoon uh-huh. because it is very easy to get from L.A. to San Francisco mm-hmm. sure. in an hour. Yeah. So we assume that Ethel knew about this affair. Yes. Okay. And Capel's book claimed that Miss Marilyn Monroe's involvement with Robert Kennedy was well known to her friends and reporters in Hollywood, but was never publicized. And... um so, you know, then they got all, you know, all these people were looking yep. at it. And um, in the FBI memo, mm-hmm. one of the several that were written about this, and remember, Robert Kennedy is the Attorney General of the United States. Mm-hmm. That's right. After he was made Attorney General by his brother, then they passed the legislation. Yes. Presidents can't name family members. Family members. They did. In oh, yeah. these yeah, they key did. positions. Yep. So, yeah. anyway, he... According to this book, Miss Monroe was led to believe that RFK's intentions towards her were serious and that he promised to divorce his wife, Ethel, and marry her. When he failed to do so, the book claims she threatened to expose their relationship, which would have ruined his presidential aspirations. And it was then that Kennedy decided to take drastic action. And according to Frank Capel's book, that drastic action would be to use the communist conspiracy, which is expert to the scientific elimination of its enemies to make a murder look like a suicide. We've seen this in movies, books, you know. And they call it the communist conspiracy. Oh, we just saw it in uh, Ray Donovan. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, and it was achievable, They, this Frank Capel thought, because her, Marilyn's personal physician was a communist, Dr. Hyman Engelberg. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. okay. And the FBI memos are, of course, very skeptical about the veracity of its claim, but it is clear that they wanted him to be on the radar of the FBI. Robert F. Kennedy gave the okay to tap his phone right. to find out who he knew. Who the hell is Frank Capel and how oh, did he, he know well, what was going on in Marilyn Monroe's life? Well, he was uh, a right-wing anti-communist author and he published a newsletter and he was the really the first writer 
to openly speculate about what we now know is true that both John both F. Kennedy both brothers had affairs with Marilyn. Oh yes, yes, both with Marilyn. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Anyway, yeah, he was just, you know, he wrote uh, Herald of Freedom was a newsletter that he did, and uh, he died in 1980, and, um, you know, but he was like the first author, and they really were like... Worried. Worried, because they knew it was true, at least that he'd had the... The affair part was true. The other part is speculation. Right, right. Um, So anyway, that was just one of the 2,891 documents that were released last Thursday. And another one, a Minnesota man appears in the All right, tell me the other one. A man living in Crystal was repeatedly named as an FBI informant in the documents. Why? Because he was a Cuban immigrant. Oh, gosh. And so... Yeah, I read uh, about that in the paper. Yeah, oh. so, of course, you know, they were like... Uh, you can't be from Are they Cuba? a good Cuban right. or a bad Cuban? Yeah. Are right. they here to do Are good? anti-Castro? Well, anyone who yeah. left had to be anti-Castro, so there was yeah. really nothing. Right. This guy didn't do anything. He was uh, born up in the Iron Range town of Gilbert, but um, he, he was involved with Cubans and trying to get people resettled safely. Sure. So he's trying to help Cubans. So that was just another little thing that showed up in the JFK files was that uh, um, this Twin Cities mine. But there were like three three dozen Cuban exiles that came to the Twin Cities in early 1963. And so they were just, the government was keeping an eye on everybody that came over from Cuba. So... um, Anyway, and the son, his son, David, said, yeah, we knew that my dad was trying to help people resettle safely. They were fighting against Castro, so he was in the middle trying to help people who were trying to get out of Cuba and come to America. Uh, Just to go back for a second, I'm surprised Marilyn Monroe would have bought the I'm going to divorce my wife story because the Kennedys were Catholics. Yeah, oh, I know. they didn't even, that divorce then was verboten. Remember when you're in the hot heat of an affair and in the middle (laughs) of the bed and words are said and people believe And she was vulnerable to, you know, maybe believing that because of her situation with her mom and no dad and, you know, everything else and the the champagne and the pill popping and everything that was going on. Everything that was going on. So maybe, maybe she did. And also the last thing in the JFK files, the detailed plots to kill Castro using poison swimsuits and exploding seashells. (laughs) I read that too. Yeah, that was... No, these were actual... No, no, I believe it. Apparently, Fidel loved to dive. And so they were like, how can we figure out how to dust the inside of a swimsuit with a fungus uh, uh, that would give him some kind of disabling skin disease... Oh, my gosh. ...and contaminate the suit with tuberculosis in the breathing. And then they thought about doing a booby-trap spectacular seashell where he liked to go diving... And the seashell would be loaded with explosives. So all these things, different ways of how they could take Castro out were also yeah. in in the documents. That's really, those were like the most interesting things that I could find. In all other the documents. People, well, yeah. I, the, the, the reporters who've actually gone through, through it. it. Right. The, these were the three vintage things that I found. <laughs> 
that intrigued me mm-hmm. were all three of those. I heard they also wanted to try and poison one of his cigars. Oh, yeah, that was another one. Yeah, I forgot to mention that one. I just love the swimsuits and the explosions. Oh, I do, too. All right, listen, we come back. It's our favorite headlines of the day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Driving safe out there on the... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Roads. Uh, it was. I can't see. No, I think it's It's kind of wet. It's kind of wet. Wet and dreary yeah. and mm-hmm. traffic-y. Yeah. I'm glad I got bowling tonight. Are you? Yeah, I was on fire last week. I'm hoping to repeat the same, Jules, with I th- my new I'm, bowling shoes. Well, I know. I haven't seen a picture of those yet. Yeah, they're not that exciting, although they are gray and pink, and my ball is pink, so... So you kind of coordinate. Yeah, and then we've got our Love is the Law t-shirt, so we just got it all going on in our cute team. All right, our favorite headline today, Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez bring back the romance, and there's photos of the two of them leaning their heads in together. and oh I think they're cute. Young love, first love, they just can't quit each other. I think it's so cute. So the next time he breaks her He's heart. He's going to break her heart again. Yeah, well, he is. she might break his. Mm. Come on. Mm. No. I don't trust him. I don't trust him either, Donnie. <laughs> okay. Really? Yeah. No. Right, well, fine. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be right. him. It's going to be him. It's going to be him. To break her heart. Yeah. Oh, I wish you would. Sometimes you need your heart broken a few times, times by, by the, the same, same person. person before it gets in your head that you can't you can move change. On. Well, that you can't change them. Oh, all right. Yeah. That's fair. Especially that first love. And, you know, she had her whole life-changing thing with her kidney and how yes, sick she, she was. And her- they've known each other a long time. Right. They were each other's first true love i know it's kind of cute yeah all right all right uh prince harry apparently had a crush on Meghan markle two years before they met oh why wouldn't you if you ever watch suits i had a crush on her did you have a crush on her she's gorgeous yeah she's so cute in that in that television show i i get it yeah and it was he had a crush on rachel zane yes it was rachel zane Mm yeah and that's her real first name too isn't it rachel Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Donnie. it is. is Ra- it? Rachel Megan Markle is. Oh, right. look at that! Yeah, he oh. is because uh, he, um, yeah, he he had seen her on that show. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. And according to this woman who told the Sun this, he got a meeting with Megan in July of 2016 through his mutual friend when the actress was in London to see her friend Serena play at Wimbledon. Oh, yes. Oh. Look at how it all worked out. Yeah. She was funny, Everything feisty, works out in the wash. confident, and wasn't knocked by the fact that he was Prince Harry. So, here's note to self. Next mm-hmm. time you're out and about and you meet a prince, 
act like they're no big deal. Yeah. 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 Just another guy. Mm-hmm. All right. Star uh, in a TV show and be really pretty, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe you could marry someone. A prince. Uh, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau dressed as sexy Clark Kent for a Halloween oh, costume. Oh, so great. So the uh, video was on, um, like, I don't know if it was CNN or whatever, and he's coming down some stairs and going into, like, a meeting. He's got his glasses on, a suit, yeah. the mm-hmm. white shirt, and then he just opens his shirt so and he's cute. got the Superman yeah. t-shirt underneath and he really cool. is good looking guy. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. What else do we have for you here? Uh, Kim Kardashian dressed up as Selena for Halloween. Was that uh or okay? No, I thought it was fine. Was she looked just like her. Those she had the wig on. Out. They go all out. They got the money. She wore, she was Madonna, Cher, Selena, and um, someone else, the singer who died in the crash, Aaliyah. Aaliyah. She was Aaliyah. Yeah, yeah right. no, I don't got any problem with that. All right. Sarah Jessica Parker wore the same dress twice in less than two weeks. What? What? Shocking! But did she wear the same shoes? No, she I wouldn't because she has her SJP uh, shoes. Yeah, yeah. She wore a leopard. Uh, no, she wore. It was that. Um, yeah, she wore a leopard dress and that she wore at something else. She went to the premiere of At Home with Amy Sedaris. Oh, how fun. Which aired again last night on True TV. So she wore fun. that dress out at That Bab Mom's event. Holiday looks good. It does look good. It looks I hope so it's good. Be good. I know it. Did you see the first one? No. No. Oh, you didn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. But Did people you like are really. The first one? I, no, I didn't. I, oh, people were I didn't really excited it. about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wendy Williams, as we all know, she passed out on live television as uh, dressed as Lady Liberty. Uh, but was it just a hot flash? It was, Donnie. She gave a long explanation. She got teary-eyed because yep. she said it was scary. She couldn't. But basically, when she got done describing everything, and she loved that she trended all day, she said her whole body felt like it was going up in a campfire. And I'm like, okay. She had a hot flash, and she hadn't mm-hmm. eaten, and she was dehydrated, and she fainted. Mm-hmm. So who knew? And she said it's never going to happen again. Well... Wow. That's because she's right. gotten herself to the doctor. Exactly. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. Okay. What What do I take so I never have one of these campfire hot flashes? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Elon Musk is allegedly pursuing Dakota Johnson and Jessica Hart. Okay. Okay. So, everyone is pursuing Dakota Johnson. Well, Jessica Hart? she's really upped her gossip game as far as like the stories that are out there. But like a month ago, a German tabloid said Elon Musk was going after Angelina Jolie. Now, that is interesting. Well, I mean... It's kind of interesting, at least. Elon Musk has a long-standing, including by his first wife... Wandering eye? loves blondes, and that as soon as he gets with somebody, they have to get even blonder. Okay. He is a blonde man, and uh, I guess he was... um, Went to Guy O'Siri's renewal of his wedding vows in um, Rio this like last weekend. And, and the reason he went, according to the source, to page six, was because Dakota Johnson was going to be there. Oh, and he good. thought he yeah. would maybe, you know, meet her. Hmm. His ex-wife said he's obsessed with blondes and that when he's with a blonde, he wants him to get even blonder. I can't remember if Amber went blonder, but she probably couldn't do anything because she's been endlessly making the Aquaman. I mean, how long does she have to make and that? I don't know. Page six calling Elon Musk America's most eligible bachelor? Please. He's South African, Canadian, and American. And he has 17 kids under the age of 10. Thank you, Julia. And he's a workaholic. Yeah. And he's building a tunnel underneath L.A. to help everyone go through traffic. Yeah. I don't think he's got time. No, I know. I would not call him the most eligible. I wouldn't either. Maybe in the top 10. All right, we'll see you (laughs) tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.